0: Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old-Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old-time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit ComicWeb.com for more information, or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of Jack Benny called Christmas at Jack's House. It first aired on December 26, 1943. And speaking of the holidays, we will not be posting next week, but we should return for the following week. So, happy holidays everyone. Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes program Starring
1: Jack Benny With Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester And yours truly, Don Wilson (laughs) You've all heard the expression Let your conscience be your guide, of course Well, right now, Uncle Sam Is asking every one of us to pledge his conscience To his country To help food fight for freedom So let's all produce and conserve share and play square with today's food don't patronize black markets buy no rationed foods without giving up the proper stamps and eat more of the foods that are plentiful thrifty and unrationed, such as cereals delicious moldy rich grape nuts and grape nuts flakes for instance do swell cereals that are not only thrifty and unrationed but bring you grand whole grain nourishment and you'll find grape nuts and grape nuts flakes bring you an extra bonus They bring you plenty of real enjoyment, too. Grape nuts, crisp and crunchy. Grape nuts flakes, delicate toasty brown flakes. So help food fight for freedom, friends. Let your conscience be your guide. And let thrifty, nutritious grape nuts and grape nuts flakes help you on your way. Hours and take you to Jack Benny's house. It's Christmas night, and Jack is expecting a few of his friends over. It's about a quarter to eight, and Rochester is preparing for the arrival of the guests.
2: I'm gonna buy a paper doll that I can call my own, a doll that other fellows cannot steal. Mm, this living room hasn't been clean in weeks. I think I'll surprise Mr. Benny and dust it. Well, that's done. <laughs> And then those flirty, flirty guys with their flirty, flirty eyes. Gee, the ball sure is a nice Christmas tree. Only seems to be leaning a little. I better get down on my knees and straighten the top up. I'll take the I can my. Uh oh. Look what I discovered here behind this curtain Mr. Benny's box of cigars. Mm-mm, they sure look tempting. No, I guess I better not. But I don't think he counts them anymore. There ain't no notches on the lid. Should I or shouldn't I? Get thee behind me, Satan! I can't reach the box with you standing in front of me. No, I won't. Oh well, I'll take just one. There. I guess I'll take another one. Satan enjoys smoking too. Well, now, i better sweep up a little bit. I'm gonna buy a paper doll that I can call my own. A doll that other fellows cannot steal. Attaboy,
3: Satan! <laughs> Rochester! Rochester, what are you doing? Just dusting around a bit. Okay, I'll be right down. Mm, i
2: better go in the next room and get rid of this cigar.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna buy a paper doll that I can call my own. A doll, A doll that, that other fellow fella, but cannot steal. steal. What was that? Must be an echo. An echo that sings harmony? <laughs> oh, well, it's Christmas. And the flirty, flirty guys. Well... Hmm, I, I smell cigar smoke. Oh, Rochester! Oh, yes, boys! <laughs> what is this I'm smelling? ain't L number five! Rochester, come here. Now, Rochester, any time you want a cigar on Christmas, just ask me for it. Hey, I think our guests are beginning to arrive. Isn't that Miss Livingston's car pulling up? Yeah, I'll go to the door, boss. No, Rochester, I'll go. I'm going to surprise Mary. I got some mistletoe over the door, and the minute she comes in, I'm going to kiss her. Shh, quiet. Surprise! Gee,
4: and do I get a Christmas
3: present
5: besides?
3: (laughs) Dennis, I thought it was Miss Livingston. Well, she drove me over here, and she's parking the car. Oh, darn it. I hung that mistletoe up there especially for Mary. I wanted the kiss to be a surprise for her. Go on, you trap me this way every year. (laughs) Oh, quiet. I wanted Mary to get the kiss. Hey, she's coming up to walk now. Get in here, quick. She didn't see the mistletoe, so there was still time. Now be quiet, Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, I was supposed to do that!
6: <laughs>
3: for heaven's sake.
6: Hello, Jack. Merry Christmas.
3: Same to you, Mary. Give me a kiss. Mm. There.
6: Jack, I was hoping for a white Christmas, not a wet one. <laughs> Oh, you liked
3: it, all right. Say, Mary, come on in the living room. I want to show you how I got things fixed up.
6: Okay. Oh, by the way, I sent my maid, Butterfly, to help out. Is she here?
3: Yep, she's in the kitchen.
6: Say, you have got the room fixed up nice. It looks swell.
3: It sure does. And, Mary, do you like the Christmas tree?
6: Oh, Jack, it's very pretty, and I don't think the year in the garage hurt it a bit.
3: (laughs) No, no, it didn't. And you know how it is, Mary. These days, you have to conserve trees and wrapping paper and things like that.
6: I know, but don't you think you're overdoing this conserving business? What do you mean? After all, Jack, using an old toupee for a welcome mat...
5: I Mary, mean, it isn't
3: an old toupee
6: Oh, no? Every time somebody wipes their feet on it, you have to run out and comb it again Mary, stop
2: clowning, with Say, it? boss, if you're expecting guests, you better get Mr. Billingsley out of the house Today, he's crazier than ever
3: He is not
2: Well, right now, he's in his room wrapping up a Christmas present for you And he's wrapping it in wallpaper
3: Oh, what's he giving me? A wall <laughs> Well, we can use one in the bathroom. There. <laughs> say, uh, Mary, come in. I wonder who that is. Hello, Mary. Hi, Jackson. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Bill. Merry Christmas. And say, you brought your band with you. That's swell. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they're here, but you'd think they're, they're coming to a party. They'd dress up a little. What are you talking about? They shaved, didn't they? Yes, but why aren't they wearing shirts? Well, that's where they shaved. They want people to see you. Oh, well, your guitar player shaved too close. There's a rib sticking out there. Anyway, take the boys in the next room, and they can set up their instrument. Okay. Oh, by the way, Phil, maybe the boys would like to have a drink first. No, as long as they're here in the house, they might as well stay. <laughs> Bill, they don't have to go out for it. There's a big bowl of punch in the next room. Punch, okay. Come on, fellas, punch. Oh, Say, Mary, let's, uh... See, there must be some more of the game. I'll get it, boss. Probably Claudette Colbert or Barbara Stanwyck or Ann Southern.
6: You'd be happy if it was Lassie coming home.
3: <laughs> now, wait a minute. I've invited a oh, lot... Oh, Mr.
6: Billy, Mr. Billy, your riders are here.
3: My riders? Well, let them in. The front way! Of course <laughs> Hello, fellas, come on in
5: Hey,
3: now go boy to the den, fellas And when you finish tomorrow's script, you can join the party
1: Me too, Mr. Benning
3: Why, certainly Wait a minute, I only have four writers Who are you? I'm the guy who
1: writes for them
3: <laughs> Oh, oh, so that's how I get my joke Uh-huh It ain't no picnic, I can tell you that they beat me and kick me and twist my arm to force witticisms out of me. <laughs> they beat you and kick you? Yeah, and that ain't all. They tie me in a the chair, then the first guy shines a bright light in my eyes, the second guy blows cigarette smoke in my face to torment me, and the third guy says, give us a joke or we'll send you back to Harvard. <laughs> That's terrible, a fine bunch of... Say, wait a minute, what does my fourth rider do? Oh, he stands behind me and hits me over the head with a blackjack. Oh. Oh, well, as long as they're all working. (laughs) I wish you'd fired those guys. Well... Except the one that hits me over the head with the blackjack. I like that.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I knew the
3: boys were turning in pretty good stuff, but I didn't think they had help. Well, anyway, go on in with the rest of the boys and finish the script. Hey, Phil! Phil! Yeah, Jackson? Let's get this party going. How about some music? Okay. I had to get something to get him away from that proof, you know. (laughs) The band sounds pretty good in here Yeah
6: Jack, you ought to uh, get the food out Is it ready yet?
3: Well, I think Butterfly should have it prepared by now Well,
6: let's go out in the kitchen and See how she's getting along Okay Hello, Butterfly How's everything going? Oh, fine, Miss Livingston
3: Now, Butterfly Did you put the long stem glasses on the table Like I told you to? Yes, sir or What about the bucket with the ice cubes in it?
2: I took care of that, boss Here it is And I put the bottle in the bucket of ice
3: Yes, the bottle's okay. Uh huh, there's enough cracked ice around it. I put a clean napkin over it. And, Butterfly, just before you serve it, you're supposed to turn it slowly in the ice. Like this.
6: See? Oh, boy, what you go through for a bottle of Pepsi Cola. (laughs) Well,
3: Mary, I want everything to be perfect.
6: I know. Now, Butterfly, when the guests are at the table, you serve from the left and take away the dishes from the right. Hmm? I said you must serve from the left and take away from the right. Oh, well, okay, if you're superstitious.
5: <laughs> mm.
6: No, no, Butterfly, it's not a superstition. That's just the right way to do it, according to Emily Post. Oh. Was she your last maid? <laughs>
3: <laughs> butterfly, we'll explain it to you some other time Come on, Mary, let's go
6: Oh, Miss Livingston Yes? Please, could I be able to leave right after I serve tonight? I have a date Why, Butterfly, you have a boyfriend?
3: <laughs> oh, come on, Butterfly, tell us Have you really got a boyfriend?
6: Mm-hmm. He's in the
5: army
3: Oh, private?
5: No, I split him with another girl <laughs>
3: Well, I'll be...
6: All right, Butterfly, you can leave as soon as you finish serving. Come on, Jack.
3: Hey, Jackson, we're waiting. How about the grub, bub? It's coming,
1: it's coming. Say, Don, when did you get in? Oh, just a minute ago. And, Jack, I want to thank you for the bonus you gave me for Christmas.
3: Well, I couldn't think of anything to buy, and I know cash always comes in handy.
1: What'd you do with it, Don? What did I do with it? You see this diamond stick pin in my necktie? Yes? Well, I took your bonus, added a little of my own money to it, and bought the tie.
5: <laughs> well, I
3: knew it would come in handy. Come on, Don, let's join the gang. We'll sing and play games and have some fun till the food's ready.
6: Say, Jack, here comes that screwy border of yours.
3: Oh, yes. Hello, Mr. Billingsley. Good evening, Mr. Benny. Having a merry mari- uh, Christmas, I see. <laughs> Yes, yes, we're celebrating. Um, would, you, uh, would you care to join us? Oh, no, thanks, Mr. Benny. I must be running along. I've got to drive into town. Drive? But, Mr. Billingsley, you haven't got a car. I haven't? No.
5: <laughs> My,
3: and all the money I've spent on parking lots. <laughs> hmm. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. Of what? I wish I was a sleigh bell in honor of Chris Pringle. I jump upon my pogo stick and jingle, jingle, jingle. (laughs) Say, say, that's very good. I wrote a poem for Thanksgiving, too, but we didn't have a turkey, so I ate it. (laughs) I see. Well, goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye. Well, naturally, at your age. Guys, come
6: on, Jack. Let's join the crowd. You said we were going to play games and everything. Yeah. Well, is everybody having a good time? Quiet, Jack. Dennis is going to sing for the gang. Oh, he is? Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: That was very, very good. You sang those carols beautifully. Sandwiches, sandwiches, here you are. Come
5: and get them. Hey, take
3: it easy. Take it easy, hey, What kind of sandwiches are they? Thin ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> they are not. Now, look, fellas, those sandwiches. Now, who can that be? Come in. Hey, look who it is.
6: I'm gonna burn. Andy Devine. Andy Devine.
3: Oh, Andy, oh, go, Well, Andy, this sure is a surprise. You know, we haven't seen you since last Christmas. Yes, sir. It must be six or seven months.
5: <laughs>
3: well, come on, Andy, grab yourself a bite to eat, and then we're going to play games and have some fun. Hey, wait a minute, Buck. Ma sent you a Christmas present. It's in this box. Well, thanks, Andy. What is it? Our pet home and pigeon. You remember that silver gray one? Oh, yeah, but gee, your ma was so fond of that pigeon Yeah, I know, Buck, but but she wants you to have it now Well, won't she miss it? Yeah, but what's the difference? It died this morning (laughs) Well, it's not the gift, it's the sentiment behind it that counts Well, anyway, Andy, I'm glad you're here to liven up the party Yes, sir
2: Hey, what's going on? Is somebody going to make a speech?
3: Speech nothing, me and Mary's going to sing a song you and Mary, huh? Yeah, we're going to sing a duel. <laughs> a duel?
6: Phil, when two people sing, it's a duet.
3: Oh. Well, what is it when I sing by myself? Lousy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's have a song. No, let's play games. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, let's yeah, let's play, play games. games. Let's no, play, play, play games. Game. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. We'll take a vote. Who wants a song? Yeah, song. Oh, yeah. Who wants to play games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. play okay, okay.
5: okay.
3: Who wants to hear me play the violin? <laughs> well? Doggone it, audience, you crabbed a good joke. <laughs> you see, and you fellas think I play lousy. That's so funny. Nobody was supposed to applaud there. Well, anyway, the majority rules.
6: But, Jack, nobody wants to hear you play.
3: Quiet, Mary. My vote is as good as theirs. You know, I've been playing this song for years. Maybe I better learn a new one. You
4: ought to learn that one.
3: Hey, this party's getting dull. We ought to do something to liven it up.
6: I've got an idea. Let's sing Jingle Bells. Okay, let's go.
4: Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the
5: way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the
2: way.
1: Great nuts flakes, great nuts flakes, eat them night and day. What a thrill to get your fill of great nuts in your bomb <laughs> Toasty brown, toasty brown, munchy, crunchy too. They're moldy rich, sweet as a nut, in a thrifty buy in the 12-ounce economy size package. They're <laughs> a great made you.
3: Excuse me,
6: won't you? Oh, go answer the phone.
3: Hmm.
6: Hello? Hello, Jack. Merry Christmas. Oh, hello, Gladys. Hey, that's Jack's girlfriend, Gladys Abisco.
3: Well, Gladys, I'm waiting for you. Why aren't you here yet?
6: I'm sorry, Jack, but I can't make it. Hilda didn't come to work today, so I have
5: to wait on her tables, too. <laughs>
3: Well, Gladys, honey, even if you are waiting on Hilda's tables, that won't keep you busy all night, will it?
5: No, Poochie. But when I I get off, I'll be so tired and I have to take two streetcars and a bus to get to your house.
3: But, Gladys, this is Christmas. Why don't you take a cab? You're getting Hilda's tips.
5: (laughs) You know. I'm sorry, Rosebud. Well
3: you can't, I guess you can't. Anyway, I'll see you tomorrow night. I'll meet you at our usual rendezvous.
5: All right. Gee, I hope there's a full moon. It's so dark in the La Brea Tar Pits. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, see you there tomorrow night, Gladys.
5: Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, honey. Yeah.
3: Don't forget to wear your hip boots. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: well, fellas, Gladys won't be here, so what do you say we... Hey, Rochester. Rochester. Yes, boss. Where is everybody? Have they gone home? No, boss. The party's just starting. They're all out in the backyard. Oh, good. What are they doing? Bearing your violin. <laughs> Bearing my violin? Well, for goodness sake, you'd think that Miss Livingston would stop them. Stop them? She was the head hall bear. <laughs> well, I'll show them. Imagine burying my violin. <laughs>
2: I'm sure glad I won't be hearing that thing anymore. I hope they bear that fiddle so deep I'll ne- it'll never get out. Yes, sir. I'm going to buy a paper doll that I can call my own. A doll that other the fellows cannot steal. Oh, hello, Sting Satan, you here again? Come on, boy, let's get some more of those cigars. <laughs>
1: Must be the holiday season. The old poetic mood seems to be with me again tonight, as follows. J. Algernon Withers had a case of the dithers and lost all his zip by eleven. Because this poor bloke neglected to stoke with the right kind of breakfast at seven. <laughs> well, there you are. How can a big, tall guy like J. Algernon expect to go out and do a good day's job on a canary bird breakfast? How can anybody start the day right, folks? started with a big, tempting bowl of grape nuts or grape nuts flakes with milk and fruit. That gives you a swell, wide-awake treat. Crisp and refreshing and delicious. And it gives you just what dietitians say the adequate breakfast should include. Milk and fruit plus a cereal with whole-grain nourishment. And I mean malty-rich grape nuts and grape nuts flakes do bring you whole-grain nourishment. Plenty of it. Yes, eat a good breakfast, do a better job. And don't miss those two grand sweet as a nut cereals, Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes.
3: Well, folks, before we're back with you again next Sunday, it will be 1944. So on behalf of my cast, my sponsor, and myself... I want to extend to all of you in America and to all of our armed forces and allies everywhere best wishes for a happy and victorious New Year. Good night, everybody.
0: The Jack Benny Show is the king of old-time radio. This half-hour variety show first aired in 1932 and lasted until 1955, and in reruns until 1958. The show featured the best long-running gags possibly in all of show business. That just got funnier each time Benny told them. Other than Benny's age, always being 39, another running gag was how awful Jack played the violin, or how cheap he was, or how vain, etc, etc. Benny actually did get his show business start with his lowly violin. He traveled as part of vaudeville shows, doing small towns, but he told no jokes, just played music. He enlisted during World War I, he did a gig with a violin to entertain at a function, and completely bombed, so he put the violin away and started telling jokes. This lasted until 1974, and that was the start of the violin bit on his show. After World War I, Benny returned to vaudeville, and he really hit his groove, comedy with a bit of violin thrown in. He rose up to better and better venues. Jack saw radio as being the next big thing, and he left his fairly lucrative vaudeville act when NBC and Canada Dry offered him a show in 1932. The show moved to CBS, back to NBC, and found its time slot at 7pm Sunday nights in 1934, and there it lasted for over 20 years. The basic format of the show was pretty simple. Jack Benny would be the host, tell some jokes, introduce some musical acts, have a comedy sketch, more music, and a dramatic reading involving a few cast members. He would introduce different characters to either help deliver his punchlines or as actors in the dramatic plays. The dramatic reading would either be a really dramatic piece, horribly butchered for comedy, or just a comedy st- sketch. The Jack Benny Show featured a great range of side characters, all playing off of Jack and each other. Benny's wife, Sadie Marks, played the role of Mary Livingston on the show. The African American comic, Eddie Anderson, played the character Rochester. Originally Rochester was supposed to be a one-shot appearance, but he worked so well and the audience just loved him he became a regular. Many others came in and out during the show's long run. A lot of the success of the show can be attributed to how Jack ran the show. He would search around for the right people going through different band leaders and musicians or actors until he found someone who fit the mood he was trying to create. Then he would let them develop their own time and own their own time. He would often play the straight man to let others get the big laughs or become a peripheral character to share the spotlight. He would let others have a great running gag or tagline. He gave his writers and and cast good salaries and often did charity performances. And he was vain, yet somehow in a self-deprecating manner. He seemed to know that it was all a joke, but that the audience was in on the joke. The show gets better the more you listen to it. Jack Benny was the master of comedic timing and the running gag. Each time he pokes fun at how cheap he is, it just gets funnier, and you know it's coming, and you wait for it, wait for it, and then each time Benny delivers. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.